Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of RTA Radio, a podcast focused on self-care, self-sustainability, and self-liberation. I am your host, Silas Soul, and for our first episode, I am joined by the creator of the magazine, the e-magazine that kind of runs along, well, we're going to be running alongside of, I'm, I'm running your coattails here, uh, Miss Jackie Kerouac. Hello, Jackie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you to join me here. Thank or you. Me to join you, you here. I don't know how that works in this situation, but you know, whatever. I'm right. hosting, so I guess I'm in control. So I like it. Us <laughs> to be joined together. Yes. Mm. So uh, yeah, we I we we've been talking about this. Decided to start this show up. Nothing like putting it off till almost the last minute, but uh, in conjunction with, like I said, the uh, e-magazine, you started putting out, what are we, we're working on episode nine, or, or ish, I keep calling, I've been calling it episodes this entire time, issue, issue nine right now, right? Issue nine, yeah, it's coming out September 15th. Yes, so uh, we've been talking about this for the past couple of months, and since, since I'm here, I figure we might as well actually get this done. So yeah, uh, we did want to try to keep this one, sh the first episode short, but we'll see how this goes, because the topic's pretty big. And like I said in the intro, we're going to kind of be doing talking about a lot of things on this show that the uh, follows along with what the magazine has going, the whole self-care, self-sustainability, and self-liberation aspects of things. So it's kind of what I wanted to talk about, and this month's episode... It, this month's issue <laughs> there i go again i'll get there straight one of these days is uh about uh dehumanization or rehumanizing right that's uh yeah yeah i uh i feel like i wanted to do it all i guess so uh dehumanizing and rehumanizing a culture a society a people um you know i kind of let the the public decide my theme and it feels very dehumanized out there right now so i fig i figured let's talk about it yeah well it's the definitely <laughs> well i mean it's 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 been this way for quite a while but it's gotten even worse or i i don't know i i oftentimes i'm not actually sure if, if certain things are just more i'm more aware of them because of where i stand uh, you know philosophically and all, all that stuff these days uh, you know, or if it's uh, just, it really is getting worse, you know, or like I like to say, hashtag why not both probably is a little bit of both probably is definitely a little bit of both. I think there's been a lot of stuff of, as I've been reading that has been going on for lots and lots of years. And there's some other things that are ramping up that are a little troubling. So uh, I feel like let's just talk about it. Well, uh, this is a good place to start as any, <laughs> but yeah, as far as it being uh, used for a very long time, yeah, I've, I I've looked into this before, and I I tried looking in a little bit before we actually recorded this, and there's there's discussions of whether just straight propaganda to, it, to dehumanize people and convince people of things, or like war propaganda or whatever, uh, it's usually accompanied with that going all the way back to the ancient Greeks. So this is nothing new. Uh, but it definitely is something that we're we're dealing with a lot, and you see it in in all aspects with the, you know, the the rioters prote slash protesters, whatever you want to call them, and people on both sides, and how they how they treat each other, how it's all a very collective, you know, 
everybody you, you're either all for us or all against us you know and, and to harken back not not even too far that's kind of like george bush right after 9 11 you know you're either with us or with, or with the terrorists yeah that whole thing it's that whole mentality and like you know it's been going on for eons but i've become you know very aware of it once i started studying history years ago which is kind of what led me to becoming an anarchist eventually was the fact that it was very heavily used by especially by the military industrial complex even before that was such a thing just the you know the whole military apparatus the whole war machine absolutely going, you know all different empires and stuff like that it's it's how you convince you know hundreds and thousands and sometimes millions of young men to go kill people halfway across the world fight people halfway across the world they've never met had never have anything to do with you mm -hmm. know how do you convince them to do that well you make them de de uh you know subhuman Yep. Or in a couple of things I've read recently uh, leading up to this, uh, I saw some people who took it even further and said, you know, there's a lot of cases where they even, they take it for further than being subhuman. It's almost like these people are demonic. Exactly. And you have to like, you know, whether whether, whether they're coming at it from a, a religious standpoint or not, they just, it's that type of terminology where you basically have to exercise these beings. Otherwise, right. you know, everybody's in danger type of deal. Yeah, we, we saw that in Russia. Uh, I just read an article. Uh, the Russians were telling their military that the Ukrainians were zombies. And uh, you could shoot them six times and they would still come after you. So you have to be very precise and kill every Ukrainian and shoot them in the head to keep them from coming back, which is completely crazy. But that's a way and to a waste of bullets in a lot of cases. A I mean, waste of a lot of resources for sure. You think that you think the Russians would be a little more attuned to that? You know? Yeah. I know, yeah, I know the uh, American government can't, doesn't give a shit about money because they just make it, you know, they just print it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, crazy crazy stuff yeah uh and like i said it's you know for ever, everything all the pretty much all the divides you see uh these days uh politically or, or what have you that are constantly you know with even without the the back the backdrop of the blm stuff and all that going on right now yeah just in general all the all the mostly political divides you see absolutely uh people are are you know they're not you you're not treated like an individual no. as soon as you could be singled out and this has obviously been probably both exacerbated and put more on display by the advent of uh and continuation now of social media yes where you know every every uh every every social media site is just accessible and people <laughs> yeah it be, can be most yeah. people most people come there set in their ways and they want to if they want, if they're looking to get into arguments, if they're involved in those different groups and stuff like that, you know, as soon as they can lock on to that one thing that makes them uh, you different from them, absolutely, and they can put you in that box, yep, then that's all they can attack with. Even if you're not, even if that doesn't actually describe you at all, right? Because you know, for anybody who's not this extreme binary thinker like these. Um, thinkers i use i use air quotes for that because <laughs> honestly, regurgitators but, well really. yeah that's really what it is because they're not really consider they're not really considering these things no um it's you know they don't understand the concept of overlap between different positions no. because you know <laughs> you're going no. to share you're going to share similarities with some people in different groups depending on how people classify themselves whether you want to use labels or not it's just the way things work but, it's like these people don't live in a society where things overlap already already you don't agree politically with your neighbor 
but you still have the same goals that overlap. You want to keep your neighborhood safe. You want to keep the kids that live in the neighborhood safe. That doesn't fucking mean that you're enemies. It doesn't mean because your neighbor is a mutualist that you can't, you can't still work to the same goal, even though you're not a mutualist. It's, it's silly that people stick these, these things in boxes despite not living in those boxes anyway. It's real weird. Yeah, well, it's uh, on its face. Yeah, it does seem that way. But when you when you look at it, you know, if you if you take a broader look at it, it's well, that's kind of how everything works in that type of mindset. Where, uh, you know, as I said before, everything's kind of just a binary thought process, mm. and they can't, you know, you can't you can't you you you. It's so easy to overlook the blatant contradictions in your own <laughs> positions, you know. It's frustrating. Everything's like that, you know. They don't. They don't recognize the fact that you know they are for one thing in one instance, but in another instance, they're they're not for it at all. Even though if you follow the same line of, if you follow the train of thought through, it's like, oh no, that these are the same things. Yeah, it's real weird. I mean, and we we even see it even in in kind of a a scary level just just on Facebook where uh, people jokingly want to toss each other out of helicopters. That's a very dehumanizing thing too, uh, to just. Well, yeah, to get and to well to get to that point, the whole that that whole meme is you know throw throw commies out of helicopters. It's uh it it stems from uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe or in uh, that well was it actually him or no it was Pinochet that's what it was it was actually yeah uh, that was his whole thing which who. I always forget. Was it? It was Friedman that was attached to him, right? I think Milton Friedman, the economist, was the one who went down there and gave him all sorts of great ideas. And then people tried to uh, make him out to be like this fascist too. It's like no, 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 just because the economic policies, same, same thing. So <laughs> just what we're talking about. Just because, it, just because one thing fits doesn't mean you could lump them in. And as we've been talking about, that's the whole problem. Once you lump people into a larger group, you strip yeah. them of their individuality. Yeah. And you're no longer dealing with a person. Right. You're dealing with the other, you know, like exactly. I said, if you take it to the level of the different war machines of the different empires of the past and present, you know, uh, like you were talking about with the Russians in, in the present day referring to the Ukrainians as zombies, um, you know, back in the uh, back in World War Two, it was like, you know, the, the, the dirty Japs and stuff like that. That's how the American military was trained, you know, even to this day, the way they talk about terrorists, how they just lump everybody into that crowd because it's just yep. this word, which is the is always the funniest thing to me because there's the one definition. I can't remember which dictionary it's from, but I, I think it's like dictionary. One of the like one of the bigger ones, not like just some scam thing, but <laughs> where it actually says the definition of terrorism um actually the government definition of terrorism was point literally describes the government um, <laughs> shocking uh, yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Who right. A- it? apropos <laughs> um, but all these types of thing the um you know the 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 ger- the the russians that dehumanize the uh, germans at the beginning of the war that war too yep you know before everything turned and uh, it's just it's a it's a it's a fact of life and something I've been saying for a long time, uh, I think also pertains here. It's just people are so conditioned to this mm-hmm. that while there is still a push, you know, from the uh, corporate media, from government entities, you know, we, you and I have talked about this a lot, uh, the idea of basically um well, not sleepers, but what were the, the people out there? Oh, the um, it's the term I'm looking for now. The people that are uh, that that are 
pro, uh, prop, you know, propagandizing the government. Oh, you know, I wondered about that. Yeah, uh, the, the, um, they're like agents of the state yeah. that like comment uh, like crazy shit for the president, but they work for the state. I, I don't remember what term I read. Yeah, no, I forget used. too. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're those like agents of, of the state. Yeah, that yeah. that get paid to like endorse, endorse to try and sway the public. public. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. There's, I mean, that's the whole idea behind the the Russian bots or whatever bots or you know. I mean, if you've spent any time on face, like any serious amount of time on Facebook and or Twitter. You can see these if you're actually paying attention. Like you just know, you could just tell by the profiles what they actually post, what they're actually, you know, yeah, um, that type of stuff. So these people do exist. But as I, what I was getting to is the fact that even though there's, they're still there, and there's agent provocateurs at all these different protests that turn into riots magically. And a lot of times, if you follow the, if you follow the trail of everything, it's usually sparked by somebody who probably doesn't really look like they'd belong there if you really pay attention. Yeah. Um, so that stuff's still there, but it's not even as necessary anymore because people are so conditioned at this point to turn on one another and have these, you know, there's, there's always, there's always the, the false dichotomy. It has to be like, well, you're either here or there. There's no in between. No, like there is so much gray in this world. People, what is wrong with you? Like it's so, and it's so funny for as somebody like me, who's an extremely logical thinker. And, you know, because of my, I, I mean, I've talked about this on other, um, episodes of other shows in the past you know openly but uh my uh my asperger's and stuff like that and just the way my mind has always worked it just that's how i operate so it's really funny for me to look at these people and say you're thinking way too black and white like when somebody yeah. like me says that you may you might just want to look into that but <laughs> but it's yeah it's it's really the term is othering and um it's a hot term right now and othering basically is putting less value on someone different so you're you're telling a group of people they are others they are less than you because things that are like you are the same things are not like you are others and so it's happening apparently um you know, it's part of dehumanizing and, and we're seeing it across uh, medical and technology, government led. Um, we're just seeing it across so many levels right now. And pop culture now has adopted a word of its own, othering. And um, it's it's scary, really, just to see how how many layers the dehumanization has been going on. And the more I read, the more I'm kind of taken aback by it all well yeah there's a lot out there <laughs> yeah it's it's real crazy anytime you go down any rabbit hole with the especially in relation to the state it's usually uh you're usually in for a bumpy ride yeah that's an understatement <laughs> <laughs> so as as we said at the beginning you know that's the episode the focus of this month's issue hey i got it right for once um of the uh, of the magazine and because of that you ended up talking to two people who happen to be friends of mine i believe yes. <laughs> uh, mr sterling luhan and mr danilo uh Cuellar, excellent uh interviews yeah um and both of them had a lot of overlap despite them being very individualistic and having very different paths um they had a lot of really great overlap um it was really great to talk to both of them 
I found both of them to be incredibly insightful on how to rehumanize and, um, you know, um, kind of led me through dehumanization on kind of their take on it, which was really um, invaluable also because it just it just made the topic so much more um, with the introduction of their interviews. So that was really, really great. Yeah, well, that's obviously going to be the, the the key is is getting to uh, you know the flip side of this, the rehumanizing. Like, what what do we do? You know, we've been talking about uh, how, how all the different ways the state and other other uh, other 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 people, um, mostly the state, but now it's just the um, the the overarching blob that is the state. You know, the 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 the, the, the sycophants included that uh, that use these tactics and stuff like that, and uh, it is very effective. But, you know, yeah. so, so where do we go from here? So what did you, uh, you know, what did you learn from the, t- from the, from those two guys about, you know, what, what are the, what are they, where are they headed for, uh, you know, tactics, way, way, ways we can actually try if, if, if you're inclined to actually try to make a difference and do something, which, uh, you know, I like to believe I still am at this point in the game, you know, I've been yeah. around for a while, but you know. <laughs> hopefully we can inspire some folks. Um, yeah, I think with a lot of anything that's such a big topic, it starts small. It starts with our little people. It starts with our children. Um, both individuals, both Sterling and Danilo, both um, agreed that uh, we can really stop the dehumanization and start rehumanizing an entire people just by how we raise our children. Um, Something as simple as peaceful parenting um, to teach children that authority is not necessarily right. Just because it's loud and scary doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it lawful. It doesn't make it moral. It just makes it loud and scary. So, um, both individuals believe that if you raise your youth in an authoritative environment, you basically welcome a government because as that child grows, that child then is looking for that role to be filled, that authoritarian role that their parents or their uncle or their grandparents or whoever filled that role for them. The government then steps in and says, I will tell you what to do, and I will keep you safe under the guise of government and the protection of the state, and you do my bidding. And that's basically how the cycle perpetuates is how we raise our children. So a good way to stop that is to promote peaceful parenting, which we have a whole kids section in the magazine. We've um, really promoted peaceful parenting um, since the word jump for the magazine, and, and we... Uh, use that in our own home and so it's a tried and true uh method so we're hoping to kind of promote that further well yeah that's uh I, i'm obviously a, a big fan of that method as well and uh it's it's no well obviously like i said i i know both sterling and uh, danilo so it's no surprise because i i know where they both come from uh especially danilo he's 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 funny he's, he's somebody i've known for a long time and i've kind of I, I was always envious of him because when I first met him, he was one. He was one of the f- actually the first stay-at-home anarchist dad I got to meet. Like his wife was out making the money, and he got to be the dad and stay at home, and do all the stuff, and do the, all the unschooling stuff with his kids. 
And at that point, I was running a still a pretty successful business on Long Island. And I was just like, I, I, I really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to close my business and do and be the one to do that, but uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out that way. But yeah, it's it, so like I said, it's no surprise that they're that's where they they come from on this. And I've said ever since I first discovered it, you know, luckily for my kids, I discovered it. I think they were only like a year, year and a half old before things got completely out of hand with any before anything could really get out of hand. I uh, I discovered that and was like, okay, yeah, there's a different way, you know. I yeah. mean, I obviously learned, you know, I got. I, th- I think I, I, I always try to remember back. I'm pretty sure I did get spanked. I know I got the belt a few times, but I think there were some other things in there too. But like, I just assumed like when we, we, me and my ex had kids, we just kind of, you know, both assumed, okay, this is what you do. Yeah. So, um, that's the story that I got from both the interviews or from, from Danilo at least was, uh, when, when he and his wife talked about having children, they said the same thing. Like you spank, you, that's what you do. And it wasn't until she actually conceived that everything changed, that they really started thinking about, um, really, could we do better than, than how we were raised? And um, it wasn't so much that they didn't want to do better before. It was just they didn't have the information before. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's oftentimes hard to do that without. With, it's hard to make decisions without all the info. The, all the plenty of people do it all the time, but uh, any it's hard to make a, a wise, you know, calculated decision. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> without so taking in all that, uh, yeah. cons- all that into consideration, and so yeah, and so I've I've said ever since I discovered it all those years ago that it's definitely the it's one of the pieces there because a lot of people just like so many other things, which is, is funny. It's, it's kind of, you know, we were talking about all the, all the ways that people find to dehumanize each other um, and further do so and, and just create these greater and greater divides, which is just makes it easier for the people in power. Even if new people wanted to try to take over, like this, you're just ripe for the picking when everybody's at each other's throats over the ranging from the serious to this, to the stupid, you know, yeah. but it's it's fun. It's definitely funny to me because you have all these people who do who use all these tactics, but on the flip side, you know they get very upset. You know we were saying before how they get very upset if if their th- if their thoughts are challenged. It's like no 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 that doesn't work. But 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 these people who still who think like that, then they go ahead and they'll lump themselves into these categories and think yeah. that this is the answer. It's like it's kind of the same thing. It's the yep. same. It's just a flip side of that thinking, and it's just funny to me that people do that and not and not realize that contradiction either. It's it's um, driving. It's it's basically driving. I mean, I I see it sometimes where if if people are texting on the road and you see them swerve a little bit, they overcorrect and then they end up flipping their car. I, I yeah, I actually. Watch. I told. Well, I told you. I actually watched that happen. <laughs> where was like in Louisiana, just ahead of Hurricane Laura, like a day ahead of time, when the first when the early storms hit. I just watched the Jeep Cherokee, all by itself, just swerve and overcorrect and like literally launch itself into like I think it flipped at least one full time um, before I passed it. Um, so. And we see that on Facebook. We see these people that that know that that ideology that they're coming from that they didn't like their statist mind that they're coming from they didn't like and so they overcorrect and they become militant uh and caps or militant and comms or militant black flags or militant whatever and everyone else is wrong well buddy you you didn't 
you haven't upgraded at all. It's a it's lateral move. Trade one god for another. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they they just fail to see it, but it's but it's it's like driving. It's yeah. overcorrection. Yeah. So you know, this is what we're up against. Yeah, it's no small um, task. But the the point of the my my point to that was that you know, so you have these people who oh you know oh peaceful parenting is the way. It's like well no, it's it's part of the solution, part of the way, and that's why on un, you know the unfortunate reality when anybody you know ever get to this point in the conversation with somebody who's not you know already privy to this like you and i both are um when they're just coming to these ideas when they ask these questions you know it gets to this point that you know sorry the reality is there's no quick fix there's a, a long term you know this the, there's there's a, there's a really long play has to be made here you know in order to really correct things because um you know and i think i, I mentioned this to you the other day too that uh, especially because part of the, the big part of the whole dehumanization thing is collectivizing a group of people. That's a big part. Yeah. In order to treat them like the other. Mm -hmm. So people look down on them and uh, are more susceptible to, you know, whatever the power structure at the current time wants them to do, you know, to these people just to, you know, get rid of them or make their lives hell or what, or whatnot. Um, so, trying to go at it reverse with come with more collectivization doesn't really necessarily work. You really have to go, right. you, you really have to get down to dealing with the individuals. Right. And uh, which goes along with the whole peaceful parenting and working with your kids in the way up, you know, it doesn't have to be just your kids, but like, you know, more people would do it on a smaller scale. Yeah. Over time, you know, again, not going to happen overnight, but history shows time and time again that all that's really needed is eight eight to ten percent of a given population to change or or a culture to change that population or culture we, you know as long as they're all you know that that group of people working at a, a almost religious uh for lack of a better term um pace that's all it ever takes so you know Will it happen in the next year, five years, 10 years? No. But if enough people keep doing this, like you really could change the culture with just just peaceful parenting alone in probably seven generations at the most. Ten, I don't know. Maybe. You know, both, um, both individuals thought that we could do that much faster, that it was already happening. Well, it, to some extent it is. But like I said, it, real. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being conservative thinking, like maybe more. Um, because unfortunately, just like every other time I've seen a moment where people on all different sides of the political spectrum could be made aware and see what's actually going on and everybody all have that all of a sudden, wait a minute moment, like the Epstein didn't kill himself thing is probably the most recent relevant thing to the, you know, where every, like everybody from all political persuasions were like, Yo, something ain't right here. Yeah. Um, like those moments, um, or just like when Bernie got screwed both times, I told people, you know, go after the Bernie brothers, you know, so like anytime people are at their lowest when it comes to that, it's the best time to f don't push them, but just give them certain information that it'll start, you know, lead them in that direction. And uh, they will, you know, same thing happened with the Ron Paul revolutions and everything. All these people started getting swayed. But as soon as there yeah. was a stall there, there wasn't anybody, there wasn't that leader for them to latch onto anymore. 
a lot of these people just kind of stalled out for a while and yep. then fell back into their different yep. statist ideologies um, because they lost the, you know, they lost the zip and now you have to, you don't have to exactly start over with them again, but they're uh, a Pretty lot of, much. Those, you know, you lost, a lot, you lost a lot of those people for the time being. Yeah. I mean, I can see, I can see where it would take a, a while to uh, get this to catch momentum, but to Danilo's point, this is happening already just because peaceful parenting is is gaining momentum. Uh, radical unschooling is gaining momentum. You're seeing more and more radical unschooling. You're seeing more and more people and proponents for uh, homeschooling, unschooling, uh, peaceful parenting, um, and kind of a push in general for furthering emotional intelligence, which has been historically unheard of uh, in the in the rearing of the children age for the last 50 years at least so and it's coming back and so to Danilo's point it's already happening um, on such a big scale so he's very optimistic that it'll start happening in the next four to eight years maybe that's it's great I've that's that's terribly optimistic. I, I mean, think he's I, a very I, I, optimistic guy. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, 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 I love my friend dearly, but he definitely <laughs> is. Um, we, we definitely are on very polar op opposite scales a lot of the times when it comes to some of this stuff. And uh, I mean, I know he sees it. He's you know directly involved in it with the homeschooling and yeah. unschooling type groups that he hangs out with. So I'm sure where he is now, you know, take it with a grain of salt because the people in his areas are in some of the most restrictive uh, situations to begin with. And the schoolings, you know, the, the, the school systems are just horrible and the taxes are horrible <laughs> and like it's becoming more, everywhere. You know, I mean, more and more people are just like, you know, whatever, we just want to get them out of there and, and do something else. So, you know, who knows? I don't know if he's looking everywhere because I, I know just overall there's, I mean, with, with everything going on with the stupid COVID shit and everything, there's obviously a lot more people. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about a lot more people not sending their kids back to school. Um, it's a yeah. tough decision. Parents are faced with some tough decisions right now. And, and I found myself throwing rocks at their pretty glass houses. Uh, but uh, I found myself sitting in myself a glass house. <laughs> so uh, that tends to happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, kind of thinking, how can these parents send their children to school? But I'm in a unique position where I am unemployed, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got nothing but time for my kid. But I have a lot of parents that, that don't have that luxury. They don't have that, um, the ability to um, stay home and homeschool. And so they're really faced with some really tough decisions. And uh, I find myself kind of. Well, plenty of people should be unemployed right now. There's a lot of those people that have to make tough decisions at the present moment. <laughs> well, I know, <laughs> I'm, but, I'm just, I'm, you just know. I'm just kidding, of course. I, <laughs> I, I feel horrible for people that lost their jobs because of. Uh, it's been hard. I mean, the government it, shutdowns and stuff. Just yeah, insane. it's been um, real hard. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, I, I hope, I hope my friends are right. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I want to share their optimism. I just, you know, like I said, I'm, I, I've seen the ebbs and flows because you know my whole thing was is it was studying history and that, that's how I got to where I am. 
And part of that is just seeing how these cycles happen and how, you know, we, it's on a good switch. You know, there's, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened that's given mm-hmm. people reason to rethink things all at the same time. And, uh, you know, there's going to some people that are just going to remain blind to it. Some people are going to question it. It's all about how you handle yeah. the people on the on, you know, who are teetering on the edge one way, one way or the other. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's how far the push is actually going to happen. So we'll see. But I think, I think, it's, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I, it's a good, it's, it's definitely part of the solution. The whole idea of peaceful parenting, the whole idea of it's pushing. one piece. And, yeah. and I think both interviews provided several pieces. Um, emotional intelligence for adults is a big one is whether you have children or not, how to handle your emotions, how to handle your anger, your resentment, your disappointment, how to handle disagreements. Um, that's a big one. I mean, honest to goodness we forget that the words on the screen have been typed by another living person. They have been typed with someone going through a very real life situation for them. They have their own struggles. They have their own issues. And so you just see the words on the screen that elicits an emotional response and you attack those words completely forgetting that they're attached to a real life breathing human being that typed them with thoughts and sentience and everything. And, you know, I think emotional intelligence is another piece, just like peaceful parenting. Yeah, I I would agree with that too. And yeah, that's the whole, it's the whole point of, well, one one of the main points I think of social media was to help further that whole being able to, uh, you know, dehumanize your opponent because, because you feel the, the, the power of being anonymous. Yep. Uh, and, to a large extent, even yeah. even be even be it's it's amazing how people. I mean, like I say this as somebody who has never hidden behind my actual identity for uh, for any of my content and uh, for any uh, you know my 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 social media my you know my Facebook profile has been public forever and I've never changed anything about that. It's amazing how some of the people who actually will put their real information out there still act as if they're anonymous and will go out there and jump into these uh, groups and these stupid arguments and like oh, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty it is pretty amazing like that's why I was saying earlier how at this point the government you know the state who are the powers that be the parasites that be actually um as i like to refer to them now it it does they don't really even have to try that hard no they People and they don't so conditioned and you just you see it instantaneously every time and I, you know again i'm not discounting the fact that there's probably still people like you were mentioning earlier the the, the people who are on the government payroll who are out there who just paid to like post crap and uh you know because i'm sure there are <laughs> i hope <laughs> why, so. why wouldn't there be god i hope so because i see some crazy <laughs> well, stuff. well <laughs> again as, as you and i have talked about uh privately the the i've seen this i've met these people I've met the people who say stuff like that. Let me believe they're, they're paid by the state. No, no not all of them, Just unfortunately. Just let me believe it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. That's that's the point we've reached. The people you don't even need that those people anymore. They are out there, but they're not as as plentiful as you would think because they're not as necessary. Yeah. Um, it's just everybody's so quick. Every news story you just see everything that happens. People just jump to their sides immediately. And it's all part of that process. So yeah, so peaceful parenting. So the emotional t- intelligence is all is is all up and involved in that. Yeah, big time. And I understand. I mean, I used to be. A, I used to go in there and fight with these people and and do all this stuff. And 
I just finally realized it's completely pointless and actually counterproductive. So, um, yeah, those are those are definitely good things. And what, there was there was something else that you said they mentioned besides the emotional intelligence, wasn't there? What was the what was the third thing? Um, education. It looks like um, uh, they call it counter education, um, but truly just education, um, and it's educating for the medical uh, dehumanization that's happening right now in midst of COVID. Um, just they both really um, recommended doing a lot of research, um, finding out some information for your own so that you can stay body autonomous. And if that means you're still comfortable wearing a mask, then wear a mask. But you should have real facts and not data just provided to you um, and so really education is going to be another really big one. Um, among other things, I mean, with the other stuff, they really talked about, um, having more confidence in yourself and, um, having confidence to be able to say, this is, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is, you know, and, and having that, um, backbone to hold your position. Excellent. Well, uh, that's uh that's a pretty good first start. Was there uh was there anything else cuz I'm just, I'm just looking at the time and I know we wanted to try to keep this one somewhat short for the first episode. So Real quick, uh the last thing was um get autonomous by removing your money from the banks. Start investing in alternate currency, whether that's Bitcoin, whether that's Ethereum. I mean, everybody's got their own little brand. Well, besides, just besides crypto, you know, precious metals. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm a skeptic on on that, but why? why, why? Okay, <laughs> of all things to be a skeptic on, really, <laughs> I'm a skeptic. Oh, uh, we we might yeah. have to save this for the uh, after show. That's going to be a next. Uh, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> like, this this could take a while, folks. Um, no, 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 no. How can you be a skeptic of the one thing that's been tried, the two things that have been tried and true for like you know millennium? <laughs> Well, I just feel like the the dollar has been giving it value. Like no, yeah, well, no, it's, it's okay. The price like, the price has popped up, but it's still always going to be a it's it's, it's been a medium of the, the precious metals, especially gold and silver, have been a medium of exchange for I, like a couple thousand years. That's I mean, what are you going to do with gold now if you're just some guy trading after the world collapses? When what the world collapses, people will actually accept that because they because again, they know most people know at least the, the basic history of the fact that it's always been used. So what are you going to do with it? You're just going to you trade it for something else? Yeah, yes. I would rather have food. Like well, yeah, chickens. you might buy, you could purchase food with it. <laughs> Gold and silver, you know. Like, all right, I'll paint you a picture for your goat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, barter. Barter is a wonderful thing. Okay, we okay. We're not going to go down this road. This road now because this is just going to. We're getting off topic, and then we could go on and on and on. We'll save this for later. Uh, <laughs> so, but that is there anything else you wanted to cover about the whole topic of uh, no, no, versus just rehumanizing just and autonomy in every possible way in your parenting and your in your social skills in your. Uh, just emotional state of being and your self care and in your banking. Get autonomous. Yeah. Bring it all back down to the the most important individual, yourself. That's right. <laughs> if you want to fix any problem, you know, you gotta start you gotta start somewhere. And Charity it's already, starts uh, at home, that's exactly. right. Exactly. So clean out your own closet first. What was <laughs> what was Jordan Peterson saying? Clean your bedroom? Was that was his whole big 
revelation that everybody was all <laughs> up and about. It's like, I love it. Is this a clean your room? Yeah, that was it. I, I, I never, I, I listened to his Rogan podcast. I never actually followed the guy any more than that. I didn't really care to. Anyway, <laughs> again. <laughs> all right. So we're, with that, we're going to get wrapped. Okay, I purposely turned the ringer off my phone. It's still ringing. How is that even possible? <laughs> Told you, you're more popular than I am. Okay, but it's again, it's some telemarketer. That's, oh, Jesus. Anyway, uh, that I'm leaving in. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn bastard. I hate those bastards. Um, anyway, so this has been the <laughs> inaugural episode of RTA Radio. And I want to thank um, the wonderful Miss Jackie Kerouac for uh, joining me. And uh, you will probably be, you know, you'll probably be hearing her voice more often than not. Hopefully, we'll see. We're going to try to run this uh, at least as often as the magazine, you know, possibly more at some point. We may work up to it, uh, but we'll see. There should at least be coming one of these every uh, every magazine episode. So we'll try to be together. If not, I'm also going to try to talk to some other people I know and some other people I don't know yet and hope to know more about. Cause like I said, the, the focus of this is going to try to go along with the focus of the magazine, the whole self-care, self-sustainability. And as I like to say, self-liberation ex- aspect, you know, it's all good. So I like it. Well, thank you for having me and I appreciate everything you do. And thanks to our listeners who make everything awesome and readers too. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys in advance. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, with that, we will uh, we will sign off, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next month. Jackie out. <laughs> Night, y'all. Isn't it a wonder? Crime is everywhere.